Hello and a big warm welcome to you to the Aware Parenting and Natural Learning podcast with Marion Rose and Joss Golden. We are really passionate about practicing aware parenting and natural learning together and would love to offer you information and inspiration to support you if you feel called to practice these in your family too. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose. And my name is Joss Golden. And today we have run out of Aletha's beautiful list. Got nothing left to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's actually our own ideas now. So we're talking, as you've probably seen from the title, about challenges. So really what we'd love to do today is not only provide perhaps a bigger picture perspective of why it's so normal and natural to experience challenges and lots of challenges when we're practicing the combination of aware parenting and natural learning but also to offer you lots of love and compassion and also to share about some of our own experiences and things that we've observed in mentees and so on over the years so really ideally I think we'd love for you to go away having the sense of just you were just saying this just now that yeah to really normalize the challenges and if you are hitting yourself with emotional sticks as I call them judging yourself from relation telling challenges that ideally you get to put some of those down and actually have deep compassion for yourself in those times and as you reflect back on those times Mm, I love that that's how you started Marion yeah absolutely that's so beautiful and I think we'll be sharing more at the end as well about yeah how we've supported ourselves with the things that are difficult so there'll be hopefully some ideas and some thoughts and some compassion as well as some inspiration hopefully for people around that too yeah yes yay some practical ideas even yay (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to start then about with the bigger picture because that's one of my passions is to really see that of course if we are practicing aware parenting and natural learning together we're aiming to do so that it is so normal and natural for that to be challenging for many reasons. Number one, because most of us would have grown up not experiencing either of those things ourselves, probably. And number two, because we live in a culture which which is also doing the opposite of these things and has lots of core beliefs that are set against practicing these things, which also means in practical terms, there isn't the kind of ready-made community and support and information and empathy and compassion and all the things that are really, really necessary for us if we are practicing aware parenting and natural learning together. So of course, that means it's going to be hard because we're going to be the ones that actually need to bring in or be willing to receive or create these things like community and empathy buddies and supportive systems because we that's still lacking in the bigger world Mm. yeah I love how you express that as well (laughs) indeed it's so difficult to be doing something differently to what the majority of other people are doing and to be making different choices to what's expected of us in our families and in our culture and there is this widely held belief in our society that school is it's just normal for children to go to school and that's where they need to go in order to learn and teachers are the best people to teach them and that those of us who choose not to do that are denying our children all of those opportunities that they can only get if they're at school so it's incredibly difficult to be doing things differently 
It really is. And as you were speaking, beginning as well as thinking, as you're saying that then often we're also coming up against other people's conditioning because most of us have grown up with all these kinds of beliefs that school is better and that homework is necessary and that children need to receive punishments and rewards and la 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 la. So constantly in the world as well, we're often going to come up against often even in our own extended families, but people's um, cultured DDC, disconnected domination culture beliefs. And because of course, as we are freeing ourselves from that conditioning, that is that's challenging for other people because conditioning is designed to stay. It's designed to be passed down. That's why it's there. And when people see other people doing things differently in really cool ways, which really we are with aware parenting and natural learning, we're really on a very core level of core beliefs. We are really doing things differently. We're really seeing human beings differently. We're seeing children really differently. Of course, I've said that about three times, then people are going to have big feelings. They're going to want us to do things the way they have done them or the way that they believe are necessary. And I think that can also make it really hard, especially as we're in this process of getting free of the conditioning bit by bit by bit and also healing our own school trauma and all those other things. And yet at the same time, probably having these interactions with people, maybe even on a daily basis where people are questioning or maybe even judging or being big responses or reactions to. And that's that in itself. If it was just that one thing, that's also can be really hard, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. So many examples of when we're out and about in the community and people say, oh, why aren't you at school? And then started to somehow test my children or always question it was very rare to meet somebody in the community who wholeheartedly celebrated our choice. It was always this sense of, oh, but what about socialization? Don't, what, don't they need to see other children? Or do you know your times tables? And sometimes people would even say, do you know your times tables? What's eight times nine? Or these sorts of things. So it can be really difficult. And what I found as well really hard in relation to that was the number of times that I wasn't able to really honestly share why we were doing what we were doing with other people for fear of making them feel bad about making different choices and sending their children to school. So it's not just that we are often on the receiving end of other people's judgments and comments. It's also that I often found it really hard to speak clearly about it for fear of upsetting somebody else or somehow making them feel that I was judging them for their choices. So I would always say things like, oh, it works really well for our family. It's not for everyone, that sort of thing. And I wonder if I'd, uh, I suppose it's, it's, it comes down to me doing my own work around deconditioning myself, but I would have loved to have been able to say more clearly what I really love about homeschooling and about natural learning and really be clear about why I was making the choices that I was making. But I think it's, it's taken a long time. And I know the same is true for you as well, Marion. It's really this podcast in a way is the culmination at the end of doing our community together. That's, I've felt the courage and the strength and the clarity to be able to speak about it in a way which I hope is is compassionate for people who make other choices and is really clear about what I love about it myself. But that's been a tricky process. Yes, I totally resonate with that. And I think also that's possibly part of it going together with aware parenting because, of course, we understand about feelings and needs. We want to offer respect and consideration and we want to be compassionate with other people and 
respect their choices and all of those things whereas I think some other modalities might be a bit more just and they might even have languaging like this is the right way to do it and you shouldn't do it any other way and all of that kind of thing so I think in a way again that combination can make it as you say challenging to to really be in a place where we can clearly communicate what we love about aware parenting and natural learning in a way that is less likely for other people to experience being judged and of course people will still because we get conditioned to judge ourselves so sometimes people will just judge themselves or think they're being judged even if we are expressing things in the most compassionate and self-responsible ways Mm. Yes, yes. And that deconditioning process is just huge, isn't it? It's ongoing and it's in there are so many aspects and layers to it. And certainly some of the other some of the things that I've also found really challenging have been the moments of fear and worry and doubt that we would whether we were doing the right thing or not, whether my children were learning enough, whether I was denying them by not sending them to school, the opportunities that's and the normality of that experience. And just, yeah, and the, all of the quest, the things that we've spoken about a lot as well in relation to seeing the value of all different types of learning and yeah, unlearning that sense that it's really academic learning that we're wanting to focus on and unlearning that sense that some learning styles are more valuable or worthwhile than others. And so there's so many layers to that deconditioning process, and I just think it's an ongoing, long and tricky thing to navigate yes it really really is isn't it and I remember sometimes too like in those really hard moments where I was up often as I've often shared where I had a, a moderator visit coming soon where I just was scared or you know right in my own younger parts that were at school being told what they had to do and being threatened that they'd be punished if they didn't do x y and z and then and then actually being a parent with my children, there there were times that were really hard and really challenging and where I really responded in ways in, that I really would not have wanted to. And so I think it's so important to really normalize that. This is a huge thing, isn't it, to be doing that, to be deconditioning and reparenting ourselves at the same time as being with our children. And often because of aware parenting, naturally, like most of the time, if not all of the time, like it's a really, really big ask. Yes, it really is. It really is. And what I mean, what you need in that moment is is the pause button so that you can explore all your beliefs and see whether whether it's what you truly believe or whether it's a deconditioning process thing and and listening to feelings and reparative experiences. And of course, you don't have that space because your children are at home. And so, you know, there is there were definitely times when I thought, well, if my children were at school, I would have at least some time during the day where I would be able to make some more space for myself to be able to explore some of these things that are coming up. And because you are there and you're choosing to be together so much of the time, you have to be very deliberate about making space and finding those spaces to be able to do that work. And so that's really challenging too. And I think we, yeah, it's, it's a there's a real... Um, I felt this real need to find ways to to meet that need for myself. And often that required some creative thinking on my part. And often that also required parking stuff that was coming up for me and coming back to it at another time later on with my listening partner or in a journal or whatever it was. But um, 
it, it's not easy to do them, to do both things at the same time, like you say, to reparent ourselves and to decondition ourselves and to be offering our children aware parenting and natural learning. It's it's a lot. It's a huge amount. And I really have nothing but respect and admiration for people who choose to do it. And I see all the benefits of doing so as well. But we do definitely need to find ways to support ourselves in that process. Mm, I'm really loving as we're talking this almost this little diagram I'm envisaging. It's like, yes, the, the deconditioning and the reparenting in us at the same time as, mm, yeah, it's the aware parenting, all the elements of being three elements of aware parenting and supporting our children's natural learning journey and like how those four kind of little big pieces how they all relate and how they're all so essential and interconnected. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, it's always with aware parenting, that's parallel journey of, but yes, the, when you're natural learning as well, there's all of that big deconditioning stuff that that has to be part of the picture and that's that's tricky to navigate. And other people's conditioning as well, like you said at the beginning, it might be our partners or it might be our parents or our siblings or the wider community that we come into contact with. So there's a lot to be holding, isn't there? So much, so much. As you were sharing that about the parking, I was remembering, did you ever watch Love Actually? That used to be yeah. my favourite movie for many years. And there's that there's that um, uh, scene, I don't know if you remember it. What's that English actress? She's one of my favourite actresses. I can't remember her name. Well, there's lots of English actresses. Anyway, she's just found out some unenjoyable news from her husband and, but it's Christmas and she's just taking her children out. So she kind of wipes away the tears and just kind of goes out into the room and smiles and says, we're going, so there can be a lot of that kind of thing when we're going through big hard times to be holding ourselves with compassion and saying, actually, right at this moment, I don't have my empathy buddy here. I don't live in community. And I think that's really, really, really hard. And I remember yeah, very painful times like that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There were definitely times when it felt um, there's a sense of isolation at times in it. Yeah. Because there are so few people who who really understand what you're going through. And it was often if I I remember many times saying to people who weren't homeschooling and they were like, how are you? And I'm, oh, I'm struggling a bit at the moment. And there was this sense that I received. I don't know if that's how it was intended to be offered but there was definitely the sense I received of well of course your life's hard you're making these crazy choices to have your kids why don't you just send your children to school like the rest of us do and there is definitely this sense that school is a sort of it's a it's a bit of a babysitting service to be able to free parents up to be able to work or, or to have some time and I lost track of the number of times I would meet people in the community whose children were standing right next to them at the end of school holidays who would be saying, oh, my God, I can't wait for school to start again. It's just, I don't know how you do the homeschooling. It, that used to really break my heart. But there is this there is this sense that all of us in our society living the way that we're living at the moment are finding it really difficult and struggling and, and needing more supports in place. And sometimes for people that is school. Yes, I think that's often the way, isn't it? And also for children, I think it's often, especially if they've been already and then maybe they're taken out of school, that they, they miss their friends. And again, I used to used to have a bit of a joke. I think I can say that here is that like I used to say in our family, when the schools go back, the schools have stolen all the children again. <laughs> it's like yeah. they all disappeared again and we'd be out places and you just hardly ever see children around in the daytime. 
And in some way that was really enjoyable. We go to beaches and parks and things and and there weren't many people or if we were going in a homeschooling gathering, it was just us. But there's still a sense of like it it is hard where still the majority of children go to school to for children to get their needs met for connection and for us to get our needs met for support and Mm. empathy and rest and self-inquiry and all those things. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be a lot easier if if the majority of people didn't send their kids to school, wouldn't it? For so many reasons, yeah, for all of those reasons and for all the understanding and conditioning in our culture as well would be so different. Yes. Can you imagine? Because everyone would be then wanting to come up with creative solutions. Okay, how can can we get our needs met for, for rest and, and time to receive empathy and cry and, and work and follow our creative endeavors and for our children to get their needs met for support and empathy and safety and connection and fun and all the things like it's it's like trying to meet everybody's or aiming to meet everybody's needs within a very restricted system isn't it yeah yeah Yeah, and definitely that I I used to struggle with that sense of responsibility being responsible for meeting all of my children's needs myself really and of course my beautiful husband was helping too but you know that sense that it was all really resting on our shoulders most of the time on my shoulders felt felt really big at times and and that sense that if you wanted things and opportunities and experiences for your children you had to create them yourself and so yeah when we first moved down here for example that there wasn't a, a a solid consolidated connected community there were people who were homeschooling and there were people who were doing wonderful things to support the homeschool community but we really had to work hard to to build that sense of connection and to create lots of, you know, to organize lots of events and lots of activities and to do lots of groups. And, you know, we set up Facebook groups and email groups and organized loads of activities, but that, that all fell to us to do us as homeschool mums usually. And that's a, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And I really deeply acknowledge how much work you put in, particularly in how, I don't really like the word successful, but how that how that really, you did create a beautiful community, didn't you? And that the, the, the ongoing, many times how beautiful that was, the, the sharing and the learning from each other and the connecting with each other. But yeah, as you say, that's a huge amount to be holding that responsibility. I really hear you, I really hear uh, you sometimes about that big responsibility. Mm. Yes, huge, isn't it? Yes, it really is. It really is. And I think there are times when, um, I mean, obviously financially as well, it's it's can be really challenging for people. And you know, often there are people who want to homeschool who can't because they need to go to work, or perhaps they're just you know single parents. And so again, that requires us to try to find solutions to be able to support ourselves financially or it requires us to be making choices about how we are what what money we're spending and you know we for example not buying something that we might want to buy because we are choosing to homeschool and therefore our financial situation is different to how it would be if if both parents were working full-time or so 
that's part of it. And, and there's no financial help from the government either. So, you know, if you want to organize all this, these activities for your children and to give them opportunities to be involved in different things, that all costs money as well. And so there are lots of financial challenges in the process too. And yeah, that that requires, I mean, I know that you've had lots of experience of that as well, Marion, and it requires us to to make different choices and to do things a bit differently as well, which again taps us into that that deconditioning and that cultural conditioning around shoulds and expectations about having careers and all of that kind of thing. So it's it's a lot to navigate in that respect as well. Yes, because it does mean big choices, doesn't it? I mean, no, for me, the first um, 10 or so years, although I did offer sessions and things here and there but my my main focus was being with my children and that did it meant that what I wanted to be doing in the world was really definitely what's the word taking the back seat mm-hmm. and and you know it took longer and I have no regrets about that but it's yeah really acknowledging all the ways that these choices that we make to practice our parenting and natural and do have an effect on on other areas of our lives Mm. and vice yeah. versa as you say I know for me when I when I uh, was married and I also had support from my parents financially that it was so much easier for me and then the more I actually needed to work in terms of financially as well that did definitely have an effect on the way I was able to practice away parenting and, and offer natural learning opportunities so I think it's really important isn't it to bring in all of these things like mm. money and career and calling and work and community and support and all these really practical tangible things Mm. yes and I think just having that acknowledgement is so helpful for people Of, of course people are overwhelmed of course there are times when it feels really really difficult or where we fear and we doubt and we all that we just have so much on our plates and and just just feel really overwhelmed by it all so I think that's really normal and natural as well Lee for that to come up in in for families who are practicing these two things together because the aware parenting requires a a lot of us and so does the the natural learning so I think that that can be really helpful just just to have spaces where or for people who are listening who are choosing to practice these two together as well just to really offer so much compassion and so much acknowledgement of all the things that we're all doing and the choices that we're making and how hard it is at times and and all the things that we're juggling when we are choosing making these choices yes and and I think just that understanding can be really helpful as well to I mean I know that we'll talk about at the end about ways to help but yeah, just acknowledging all of all of that that everybody's juggling and that everybody's struggling with. Of course, it's so hard. We are not designed to be living these ways. We're not designed as humans to be in our nuclear families with our children outside of a system that everybody else is part of and supported by to some extent. We are designed to be yeah deeply connected in community with lots of other people who are who are living exactly the same way as we are. Yes. I, I don't know about you, but I think for me in the early years, I was more like, yeah, like we're bringing natural and particularly natural learning. It's like the most amazing thing. And, you know, school is, you know, da, 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 all the unenjoyable things. And then over time, I think it was really important for me to acknowledge that there were things that, that I wouldn't be able to give my children because they didn't go to school. And there were things that they would actually miss out on. And, and 
still for me the things that they didn't experience because of not going to school and the things they did experience far still far outweighed those things but I think it was really important for me to really acknowledge that that reality of that yes that these are choices that do have an effect and Mm. yeah there's going to be it's going to be hard maybe not impossible to offer our children some of the things that perhaps they would have enjoyed to experience at school Mm. without I'll I'll stop there (laughs) no I think that's a really lovely thing to say because I think it I've definitely experienced that too and there are times when I mean with all parenting there's always there's always advantages and and disadvantages about any decisions that we're making in our parenting but there were definitely times too where I felt that my children were missing out and that there have of course been things that they've missed out on by not being at school and holding at the same time like you said that sense that lots of the things that they were missing out on by not being at school were also things that I was really delighted that they were missing out on um so it but it's yes holding holding both of those at the same time and that can be really difficult holding that sense of you know sadness and fear for for what they're not getting and also holding that deep trust and that deep sense of celebration that they're not experiencing many of the things that are very challenging about that that experience so it's hard Yes. Hmm. So we're sending love to you all as you listen. We might even invite you to receive a little pause yourself and a breath and connect in. How do you feel as you as you hear this? I think it's so important really to acknowledge the challenges as well, because we can rave about, about these things till till forever, can't we? We're both so deeply passionate about them. But I think to really normalize the challenges and the things that are missed out on and that it's a completely different experience and that we will need to make choices about other things as well that will affect our lives and that we can still be really delighted to have made those choices. Yeah. I mean, even in the midst of things in the moments that were really challenging, where it might have been my feelings coming up, it might have been other people's judgments of me, it might have been, you know, it might have been times of particular stress in life unrelated to the fact that we were homeschooling but even with even in the middle of the biggest challenges there was really when I connected in with what I really truly wanted and believed there was never a time when I thought it was the right the the solution was to send my children to school I just never felt that sometimes I felt like oh maybe we have to but I, I never felt that I knew that we were never going to and there were times in fact where when things were really tricky where I actually said well if this is going to be we're going to have to send you to school or, or the moderator will make you go to school or these sorts of things in the early days when I was really going into that fear but my kids were like no, you're never going to make us go to school you won't do that so don't bother threatening us mum we don't buy it <laughs> I remember similar moments in the early years of being such challenges thinking, oh my gosh maybe that's the only solution and then just I remember Sonny would just say well I just I would leave straight away and I'd say but they they, they wouldn't let you and he said well I'm just I wouldn't stay I wouldn't be willing to stay I was like oh, okay well that <laughs> even that wouldn't even work anyway so <laughs> forget that <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's the advantage of doing it together with the aware parenting, isn't it? That our children know that they're raised in a in a non punitive environment where where we are going to find solutions together to try to meet as many needs as we can for all of us, and that deep sense of just compassion that when things are really feeling difficult and feelings 
things feeling difficult for them as well as for us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I'm also remembering one of the things that we found particularly hard is in the in the early years. I had kind of golden years in the early years of my parenting, just in every way. It was I, you know, I found it generally pretty easy, and it was la 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 all of those things. And one of the things that was harder when Lana got to be about nine is lots of children in our so we had a aware parenting community of mostly natural learners, and quite a few of them actually started going to school often. It was often single parents with a single child where they were, you know, the things that we were saying before, the children were wanting more community and the parents were wanting more support. And that really kind of made a dent in the, our social network, basically, and it really had a big effect. So that was one thing that we found particularly challenging. Mm, yes, yes. I think that's that's a very common experience, isn't it, that people feel that they for whatever reason that they have to send their children to school and then yes people go missing and and the homeschooling community down here where we lived the the size of it very much depended on what the vibe was at the local Steiner school and whether there was like a big crisis going on lots of people oh, would really? leave or yes. you know I noticed that recently through the whole COVID thing in the last few years lots of families have come to homeschooling and it's not because they really believe believe necessarily that this is the choice that they want to make for their family and that it's the best thing for their children it's more the fact that the circumstances that are, of what's going on in the world leave them with no choice and so that changed I found that those those things were quite difficult because that changed the um the sense in the community um it used to be so it used to be like a small community but it was mostly made up of people who were doing this because they really believed that it was the right thing for their families and the right way for their children and then when lots of people joined the community for for short periods of time because there was a problem at the school or, or because I think what's been going on with COVID too it it brings in lots of people to the community which in in some ways is helpful, but um, often it's it's people who don't really want to be homeschooling. They just feel that they have no choice because they don't want their children to be wearing masks in the classroom or whatever the reason was. So that I found I found difficult to at times to navigate. Sorry to hear you. Yes, I also really noticed in the, those early years, it was really an aware parenting, natural learning community. And then after lots of people left or moved and they really then in the teenagers, it more became a natural learning community. And a couple of people did aware parenting, but not many. So again, there's that, that you know, ways for them to connect, which I think is so important as teenagers, but not so much again, that same, those shared values. So I want to say to anybody is if you have an aware parenting natural learning in-person community as well, just my invitation to do whatever you can to really nurture that because it's it's absolute treasure, really is. Mm. Mm, absolutely. And that if you don't, and even if you do, that our beautiful online community has been such a powerful space for, for all of us this year to go through and to support each other in a really like-minded, compassionate, supportive space, exploring all of these things together that we've been talking about, all of these challenges in 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 a yeah, in a like-minded space. So yes. We'll be opening love the doors. To, to I love that. how you link that in, Josie. Yeah. So <laughs> so with you on that. And that we found it really, really, really powerful and helpful for us as well, even though our children are older it's like it's I think to connect with like-minded people mm. is so beautiful isn't it I know for us again in the later years 
more or more recently we really basically are one family that so there's the every week pretty much we connect up with them there's the, the mom and I were like just deep deep friends and so and there were a son and a daughter each that really connected and we were just basically connect and then six hours later each of us would go oh my gosh you know six hours has passed we've all been we've been chatting in these pairs and it was so beautiful and I think even if we don't have a community even having one other family who you deeply resonate with and deeply enjoy and you know also particularly often for highly sensitive people which who which who are often more drawn to where parenting and natural learning as well I think it's having even even a few deep connections can make a huge difference mm, yeah absolutely yes and we've we've had probably over the years some really important connections with a small number of like-minded families locally to wherever we were living at the time and it just made so much difference and in terms of the emotional support and the practical support and yeah just navigating the the processes and supporting with the doubts and the fears and the overwhelm that was just so crucial but again you have to build that community yourself it's not like in in school I'm sure there's lots of things I would have really hated about being part of a school community and the thought of going in and being in the parent teacher committees or whatever makes me feel really nauseous but um there is there is often a a ready-made community if you choose to step into that in school whereas yeah we've had to build it ourselves so but it has been really beautiful to have those connections with like-minded people it's been really life-saving i just really like to celebrate you and i joss and celebrate anyone and everyone here who's listening for just to, to be doing things differently and to be really living aligned with your values as much as possible within this culture i just think it's yeah something to be deeply celebrated and acknowledged that it's absolutely not an easy thing to do at times and sometimes of course which we've talked about a lot is sometimes it's the most wonderful joyful blissful easeful thing as well <laughs> mm, yeah yes absolutely and I mean there are so many things about it as we've spoken and shared about in previous episodes and I'm sure we will share about more in the future too that we have really loved about doing this and like we both say, if if we had our time again, we would absolutely make the same choices. Without, uh, I wouldn't even hesitate for a millisecond. I would I would make the same choices. I'm so happy that I've made the choices, and there have been times when it's been really difficult. Yes, and I would definitely do things within that that would be different. Like uh, as we've often talked about, because I wouldn't be concerned about what they were learning, and I would do far less. Well, I wouldn't worry about them, basically. I wouldn't yes. try to make yes. them learn things that I thought were necessary, those kinds of things. But yes, of actually the major decisions. Mm. Yeah. So, so happy. I'm so happy. Mm. Mm. So I wonder if it might be helpful. If, is there anything else that you want to share about challenges before we move on to like how we've sort of navigated that? Mm. Oh, I did want to say, we were talking about this beforehand. I would definitely say... Uh, that one of the challenges has been more screen time than I would have enjoyed. Definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I do think that, I mean, I think that's often a challenge for many parents, whether or not their children go to school. I think there is sometimes also the thing about, you know, often perhaps more when children are really loving being immersed in things and often those things can be through screens that that, that can be a particular challenge. And 
also to meet needs for connection that if there are less people in the in the here and now world so i think that's definitely i would really like to name that as well and send love to anybody who's listening mm. who has found that challenging as well yes and like you say i think that's just it's a common challenge for people regardless of whether their children are at school or not and there is something particularly about having your children at home whether that's making time so that you can work or whether that is um their learning being often on screens although i understand that that's true in school as well now there's lots of learning on screens that's going on there anyway but and like you say those needs for connection and yeah the social relationships with people and often there's a screen element to that too so yeah it it is it is a, a tough one to to navigate and yeah, I think what I would do differently if I if I looked back now and I, we'd spoke about this in a previous episode is just to be really clear about what I wanted and, and was willing for in relation to screens and to just be really compassionate with myself and trusting that it was it, it'll all be OK <laughs> and to yeah, reach out for support earlier when I was having fears and doubts and worries around screens. But, yeah, it does require us to be providing lots of other opportunities for them to be doing other things as well as spending time on screens. Yeah. Yes, yeah, such a big yes. Mm. Yum. Mm. Mm. Um, and I guess some of the other challenges would be things around aware parenting that are just, you know, part the challenges of practising aware parenting, the challenges of, like we've said, about our younger parts coming face to face with our younger parts when our children's behavior takes us back into that, um, you know, offering loving limits and dealing with control patterns and listening to feelings and meeting needs and all of those kind of things. But of course, the truth probably is that if your children are at school, they're going to be experiencing lots more traumatic events and experiences during the course of their day-to-day -day life. And so they, their aware parenting process would probably be harder, I would imagine, if your children were at school than if they're at home in that respect. Yes, yes, yes. You know, what I've often found kind of interesting, though, is that because my children haven't been to school and they didn't, they, they didn't really, I mean, they experienced the major traumas, basically, experience have been for me and their dad, yeah. which is like, I loved all yeah. that. But in a way, that's wonderful. But in a way, I'm like, oh, I'm sad about that, too. It's kind of a paradox, isn't it? <laughs> mm. They have been free from all the harshness and, and the punishment and all the, the peer stuff that often happens at schools. I've had just generally really enjoyable peer interactions because, yeah, just it's been really yummy for them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Such a paradox. Yes, mm. it is, it is. So you were wanting to move to some suggestions and some ways that we, we would like to offer is that what you're mm. thinking mm. yeah and I think there are lots of things that we found over the years to make it really helpful and um yeah one of those things I think is to for me has been really helpful is to be to write really clearly why I was choosing to do things the way I was doing them. And I, I remember the first year I did it as, as part of the homeschool report that I had to write. And I wrote this thing about natural learning and what it means to us and why we were doing it and, and how it was supporting my children to thrive and to flourish and all of these things. And I found it really helpful to have that so that I could go back and refer to that regularly when I was having moments of doubt or fear or worry 
to stay really connected with those values. I found that so helpful. Oh, yes, I really resonate with that. I remember I made an early on offering called Aware Learning. And part of that was like inviting everyone to connect with their vision and to write it down and then to put it up on the wall. And I had that up for several years and it was really helpful. So I was walking past, Mm. you know, a million times a day to go, oh, yeah. Yep, that's the why. It's so yes. important, isn't it, to have a why? And I think I love that you've mentioned that actually, because I think the why is it's almost like a North Star or a Southern Cross. So when we're sailing on the sea, and particularly when it's choppy waters and there's a big storm. So in other words, when we are having the challenges that we that we have got that remembrance to connect with, well, why am I doing this in the first place? Because mm. a why actually builds really that emotional spaciousness to to be with what shows up with compassion because we actually have remembering the reason why we're doing it in the first place Mm, yeah yeah and you talk so beautifully about that there's embodied yeses and nos and I think that that process of being really clear about why we're making the choices that we're making I found that really helpful to support me to stay really connected with my yeses and nos around all of these things yeah yes yeah I love how you say that Mm. Mm. yes and particularly those no's isn't it it's like to reconnect to why or why because it's also not only we're saying yes to we're parenting natural learning but in particular why are we saying no to school what is it what is it that we don't enjoy what is it that we're not willing for for our child or our children mm. also to keep reconnecting with that to go oh yeah okay got it <laughs> yes yes yeah because then when we do connect in with that you know, like you say on the one hand our vision for what we want and on the other hand our clarity about what we don't want that just really supports us to come back to that balanced calm clear state of yes this is hard and i can give myself lots of love and i can reach out for support and i can explore my beliefs and do all those things but this is also what i want and this is why i want it yeah that's so helpful yes and I know for me, that was really, particularly in the early years as well, I just was so clear about it, that about my yes and my no in relation to aware parenting and natural learning. And I was so grateful for that. And I, I did see friends who, who, who weren't, and particularly around school, and they, were, they would go through different experiences and try things out. And I think that's some people really need to do that. It can be yummy. But I also saw for some people that that became really challenging to be just not clear for themselves about what they wanted and didn't want what were they willing for and not willing for in relation to their family and their their child or children so Mm. I think it's so important to really to either go through that process herself or get support someone listening to us so that we can they can be asking us questions like why now why is this important to you and what don't what do you want for your child and what do you want for your family and what what really don't you want and so that we can really deeply connect with what is true for us. Yeah, I love how you say that, Marianne, and I love your beautiful processes that you use to support families to be able to get clear about this. And I think it's true of all of the challenges in parenting, isn't it? it you know, the when we are really clear about what we want, what we are willing for and what we're not willing for, it just makes it so much easier to navigate every aspect of, of this process. So, yes, I love that. And I, I love as well how you talk about those the guilt sticks too, because I think that's that's so important in this process too, has been, yeah, not, not when I find myself going into shoulding, blaming, criticizing, judging, guilting myself around the choices that I've made or the situations that we're finding ourselves in 
it just creates so much additional disconnection and, and struggle and pain and, and hurt. And I love everything I've learned from you about that to, to make the process so much more easy to be able to stop yourself, not in a, you must not do that kind of way, but just in a really compassionate way to, to not allow myself to go into that when in there and then to, to stay connected with, with what I'm really feeling, where, where that's all coming from. What do I need? How can I meet those needs? Um, what am I truly believing? And what is a conditioned thing? And, you know, all of that process is so much easier to, to get into that and to come out the other side of that than when we start going into blaming, judging, hitting, criticizing, all of that kind of thing. Yes. And I, I, I love how you explain that. And I think it's so pivotal, isn't it? And it really is part of that parallel process because if we're wanting to bring up our children with a way of parenting natural learning, that's, that is, I see as part of that deconditioning for ourselves is all the ways we needed to learn to should ourselves and guilt ourselves and judge ourselves and all those things to fit in and to belong and to be safe and to gradually over time to to release those one by one by one and, and to really refine that compassion so vital isn't it otherwise i mean it's just 20 times harder 20 times harder if we're judging ourselves 20,000 times 20, harder. 20,000 times harder. <laughs> 20 million times harder. And, and 20 million times if we're questioning ourselves. Again, I'm like, as you were talking, I was thinking, gosh, that was, it was hard at times, but I can only imagine how hard it would have been if I was questioning aware parenting or questioning natural learning as well. I mean, apart from those few moments, as, as we shared, as I said, the few moments where I said, oh my gosh, well, maybe, maybe we need to go to school when I was feeling desperate and powerless. But I can only imagine if, if there was that, sense of like oh is aware, is aware parenting what I want to be doing is natural learning what I want to be doing that would be really challenging so again I I always suggest to parents like with aware parenting that if you don't have a full yes yet it's like well, what do you need to do to either find a full yes or to actually go no it isn't a fit for me and I'm going to look for something else mm. and what, what might that be what what information do, we, do you need what listening do you need and the same with natural learning is to really go on that journey which as you say is can be hard because we may be with our children all the time we may not have much time to be exploring that but the importance of really 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 finding that clarity for ourselves I think is so vital isn't it because then we can stand in that yes it's challenging and I have this this deep embodied knowledge that that this is just the way I do things in terms of way of parenting and this is what we're doing natural learning and you know that's a kind of foundation from which to live Mm. Oh, I love that foundation from which to live. Yes, mm. and, a, and a solid one, yes. um, and one that needs regular care and attention and yes. <laughs> checking. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and the 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 like minded community is just so important, isn't it? To be to be connecting with some others who are on this path, who understand what you're going through, and who can hold space, and who can listen to your feelings without judgment. And who can, um, yes, give you the the time and the space to be able to to go into it when things feel really hard. Exactly, and yes, yeah, similarly, and I, so I often say with parents in terms of aware parenting, like if you're one day looking at sleep and from an aware parenting perspective, but the next day you're reading all kinds of other stuff that's like about sleep regressions and so on. Again, it's really confusing. So I think again, having that community can be part of that just having that shared language and knowing how to talk about things and knowing how to, when children get together, knowing what to do when there are conflicts and having that same 
the the same values and knowing oh yes they've got feelings and they need support and they need listening and nobody's moving in with punishments and shaming i just think all of that again comes back to what we said at the beginning didn't we about the how community is so vital even mm. in whatever way that can that can happen for us even if that's one other family Mm. in person mm. and and our online community da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um and yes absolutely I totally agree with all of that and I think that one of the other things that I found helpful was to as part of this clarity process was to have some responses clear in my mind that I wanted to offer to people when we came out into the community and did come face to face with people who were questioning or judging or commenting on our choices or or with family too and to be able to say yeah, with, if if I'd felt judged or or questioned in the family, to be able to say, to learn how to say, I hear you. I know that your questions and doubts come from a space of deep love for my children, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so clear that this is the right thing to be doing for my family. And I want to reassure you that that we've got this. And it's just it's just amazing or something like that or if you met somebody in the street who was like you know why, oh, why is your children not at school or does your child what about socialization and, and to be able to say yeah it's not the normal thing to do at all is it it's quite unusual to see people homeschooling and we really love it and I can see my children are really thriving or you know just have those phrases prepared so that it it I didn't feel I didn't go into that kind of shocked deer in the headlights thing when I was on the receiving end of that kind of thing from other people. I found that so helpful. Mm, yes, me too. And and also with practice, I don't know about you, is that then those things became easier. And also then I, as I got more and more confident to mm. also just to say things like, you know, oh, so, you know, what, what do you do? And we, you know, just like, oh, we do whatever we want. We have a lovely time to actually more and more say things like that. And mm. uh, and I also love what you said too about we've got it. Similarly, with you know, if one of my children was having a cry, a big cry in public, I think this is very similar, isn't it? About that that being able to say, you know, appreciate your concern, thank you, and and I've got this. So they're just letting out some feelings, and I think that's all as well, isn't it? It's part of our growing confidence. Just like with aware parenting, as we keep observing after a, a big cry, when we're there with them, loving them, they feel more relaxed and they make more eye contact, all the usual things. The same as we get more and more confidence through experience and through observing our children in the natural learning process. Of course, that's what gives us reassurance. And then we have more confidence to actually respond from that, again, that embodied sense of like, yeah, this is all fine. And yes, I hear that you have feelings <laughs> when you see this, but we're fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that what that models as well to our children uh, about that it's okay to do things differently and that it's okay to for people to not understand the choices that we make and that we are really clear that it's the right thing for our family. So, yeah, it's really nice. Yum. Mm -hmm. Anything that you found particularly helpful around supporting yourself? I mean, I know you have these beautiful processes that you've developed to support yourself. Do you want to say any more about that? Yeah, that was that's really helpful. I think similar to what you said, just learning over the years, similarly to to drop the sticks and to be compassionate myself and have my inner loving crew supporting me in loving presences and doing the willingness work and all of those things. That's that's been really 
vital for me. Yeah. Mm. Lots of lots of self-compassion. Yes, so much. <laughs> and I mean, learning to do that is a difficult process as well for many of us. Like that's not our natural way to speak. That's not what we received usually. And so it's not it's not easy to go into that offering ourselves compassion. But yes, it, it gets easier. It's like a practice as well, isn't it? That yeah, absolutely. Becomes easier. Yes. Mm. Anything else that you want to share, Joss? Um I think one of the things I found really helpful, and again, this has happened fairly recently, is um, around the the beliefs and and the what I'm telling myself and what I'm making things mean, and exploring that. And and I've got such clarity through doing that again and again and again about how usually when I'm having going into these beliefs about things, what I actually believe is usually exactly the polar opposite of what I'm telling myself I believe in that moment or what is a conditioned response that is coming out in that moment and the more that I've done that and the more I've become aware of that the easier it is to to stop myself before I go really deeply into those beliefs and just be like checking yeah hang on what 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 is coming up for me what is this what am I making this mean why what, what is getting in the way? And actually, really, is this actually what I believe? And so, again, it's a practice that becomes easier and easier to be, to stay more connected to what I do truly believe and not what is a conditioned response. Mm, yum. I love that. <laughs> and that it's really hard. And there are times when I still do. <laughs> so, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm. And the other thing I would just say is around the other thing I found really much, really helpful is learning to give myself permission to do less, to tune into what actually feels easier sometimes, not to force myself to push through when I'm really tired, not to feel like I should be taking my children to every single thing that's on or, you know, encouraging them to participate in every activity or all of those things. And instead to to bring some real compassion there too and to just say, well, actually... No, I don't want to just because there's an event going on. If all of us are tired and it's been a big night or it's been a big week or whatever, it's totally okay not to go. Um, and so that that's something that I've found easier over the years as I've learned to do that and not not should. I suppose it comes down to shoulding really, doesn't it? But yeah, just to to give ourselves permission sometimes to to rest and it doesn't matter that there's a mountain of laundry or whatever it is, but actually prioritizing our needs sometimes is, has been really helpful yes yes yay another big yay <laughs> so, so so vital isn't it that, that deep self-listening that resting mm. that doing less yes <sighs> which again i think it's our parenting natural only really support that don't they isn't isn't that we need to get to bed at this time we need to get up at this time we need to do all these things i think so that's so core to the disconnected domination culture mm. and i think really that's part of the conditioning unconditioning process isn't it that actually hmm, we can stay in our pajamas all day or just you know snuggle up and watch a movie or read books together or whatever it is it's that really invites that process of doing less resting mm. more mm. yes yeah, and and it is like you say, it's that deconditioning, isn't it? From 
because there is this real sense that our children should be doing lots of things and so many children who are at school then go to after school activities every night and do all these different things so yes it is that that sense that connecting in with ourselves of what we really want what our children really want and then yeah making a choice of what what we're able to do as well mm. 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 Can I share any more just or is it I think that's that's probably enough mm. <laughs> would you like to share about your offerings that you've got at the moment yeah well, I think yeah, we've spoken a bit about our aware parenting and natural learning community, and we will be opening the doors again in January at some stage to start again for another year. So we'll be sharing more about that in the course of the next few weeks and months, the first two months, next two months. Um, and um, what else? I'm in the middle of my first live round of my teenagers course, which is just so lovely. I'm really loving that. It's such beautiful, beautiful people sharing really vulnerably and supporting each other in that. And I've got other things coming, but mm. I'm choosing to take some time off over Christmas. It's been a really big year for me. I know it's been a really big year for you too. So I'm really going to have a bit of a break and have some bit of time off to rest before I come back and make any more offerings so I'm still doing sessions with people and I'm doing consultations and things and but I'm going to yeah just have a break yay <laughs> what about you Marion what are you offering um, yeah I'm really looking forward to our parenting and natural and community year two and we're fine-tuning that and clarifying that right at the moment aren't we and yeah really, I'm excited about imagining how that will build and consolidate over the next year and yeah I've got a few and I'm really focusing on books a lot at the moment and got a few couple of little offerings as well in terms of the willingness worker a Christmas one and then I'll be doing my usual kind of new year one as well and I, um, yeah. I love that process myself as I was just sharing this morning reflecting back on the year and doing all the mourning for all the hard and painful things very apt for the topic for today reflecting back and before looking forward and connecting to what I do want for next year <laughs> oh, I'm really looking forward to doing that with you again I did that last year with you and I found it so helpful so yes can't Yay. wait to do that. Oh, yeah. thank you <laughs> fun doing it together <laughs> yes so I think we're done so I'm just yeah wanting to send lots of love and compassion to everybody and lots of admiration and respect and celebration of all the things that you are doing to support your children in these beautiful ways and acknowledgement of how hard it feels sometimes and really encourage you to reach out for support and that we're here and we'd love to support you in any way that we can if you are struggling with some of these things at the moment and just send so much love. Yes, yeah, so much love and so much compassion and you've got this. <laughs> We have really enjoyed talking to you today and we hope that you enjoyed the episode too. We are sending you love however you feel after hearing this information. To find out more about Marion's work, you can go to marionrose.net and for Joss's website, it is awareparenting.com.au. We wish you much love and connection on your aware parenting and natural learning adventures. Mm -hmm.